I am in shock and disbelief over the leak that came out of the Supreme Court last night. This is both a victory for the right to life, and yet it's an egregious assault on our justice system here in the United States. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. Today, I am talking about the leak that came out of the Supreme Court about the Roe v. Wade decision. We've got allegedly five uh, Supreme Court justices who have voted to overturn Roe v. Wade and and return that decision making back to the states. But we also have this leak from inside the Supreme Court, which is truly jaw dropping to me. I, I am still in disbelief over this, and there is so much to talk about with this. I don't even really know where to start, so I'm just going to roll with it, and I may be all over the map today on this one, uh, but if you have not heard yet, the short of the story is Politico released an article last night about the Supreme Court voting to strike down Roe v. Wade. They The documents, they have been deemed authentic and correct. The majority opinion is believed to be written by Justice Alito. And this is a huge, huge deal. It is unheard of to have a leak come out of the Supreme Court. This is the one division of our government that we would hope would remain sacred. And the people who are on the Supreme Court and work in the Supreme Court, their whole mission is to protect the rule of law in our country. And to have this leak from the inside shows us that we've got people within the Supreme Court who are political actors, which is no surprise. Not like we didn't know this. We've been watching the theatrics of the Supreme Court over the last several decades, I would say, but especially in the last few years, what we saw with Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Barrett and uh, the new one, Katanji Brown Jackson, it was just political theater with the hearings to confirm these justices. And I think Americans all saw how politicized the court has become. And so it's not, I guess it's not surprising, but it really is unheard of. I don't think there has ever been a leak from the Supreme Court on a decision of this mag of any magnitude, but certainly of this magnitude. Roe v. Wade is a huge case. I mean, this is one of our top issues in the United States. And we know that it is very emotionally charged on both sides, on the pro-life side and the pro-choice side. People are very passionate about this issue. So to have a leak, we know there was political motivation behind that. And why would they leak this? The decision's not due out until August. It's May. We've got three or four months until the decision is due out. Well, it's 2022. We're in a midterm election season. We've got a country in major crisis. We've got inflation. We've got a president who's senile. And I don't say that to be rude and disrespectful, but if you're watching him, everyone can see 
that Joe Biden is not in his right mind. So we are in a bad, we're in a bad place here. Is it a distraction? Is it to create chaos and havoc? We already are seeing, as of last night, there are protesters outside the Supreme Court. They put up the barricades outside the Supreme Court not long after this leak happened. You've already got Antifa all over Twitter letting you know about their plans. I see this as a tactic to intimidate the justices, scare their families. We must be praying for the justices and for their families, for their safety, for their protection, because now that these names have been released, they will be under attack for the next few months. This will be used by the left during the election season to their advantage. I was reading on Twitter from a uh, Seattle journalist Brandy Cruz, and she says she retweeted the Politico article and she said, if this is true, the GOP can kiss swing seats goodbye in 2022, which with that thinking, if that's the way the left is thinking, and Brandy is not a Republican, she is a Democrat. If this is the way the left is thinking that if they put this decision out there that these swing seats and the red wave that is supposed to be coming, this would compromise that. And so that could be part of their tactic of releasing this. But I say the opposite is true. What happens when the GOP hears comments like Brandy's where they can kiss swing seats goodbye? That makes the GOP scared. They start getting scared. They start to panic and they start to shift their messaging. They can't stand strong on we are pro-life. This decision in the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade, was unconstitutional to begin with. It never should have been taken away from the states. The decision never should have been taken away from the states. So what this overturning does is it returns the decision making back to the states and allows the lawmakers in each state to make their own abortion laws. So here in Washington state, we have very liberal progressive abortion laws. Abortion is a big thing here in Washington state. We're far off the left cliff. You can kill babies pretty much after they're born here in Washington state. In fact, Washington just passed House Bill 1851 in March and it was signed into law. And this bill gives opens for more providers to perform abortions uh, then, and they can't be sued for it. And it changes the languaging so that not just women can have abortions, but pregnant persons can get abortions. This is not the time for the GOP to waver on their pro-life stance. It is one of the party's policies that we are pro-life. As a Republican, you are pro-life. Certainly within the party, there are people who are pro-choice. I hear from a lot of people that they are, a lot of Republicans, that they are for safe, legal, and rare. Safe, legal, and rare is what was promised about abortions when these laws were first being passed back in the 70s. As we know, safe, legal, and rare has become birth control. If it's inconvenient, we just get rid of the baby and kill it. We are now seeing post-birth abortions in states in our country. If the Republican Party takes this moment to back off of their pro-life stand, They lose respect from their own base and they lose respect from those on the left because nobody respects people that don't have standards. 
And if our stance is that we are pro-life, we don't just give it up because something like this happened. We don't give it up because we have been attacked or threatened. I see someone like Brandy here who says, if this is true, the GOP can kiss swing seats goodbye in 2022. People like that are trying to intimidate the GOP into shifting their position. And it works very well. This is a brilliant strategy that people on the left and moderates use to people in the GOP all of the time. And it works because we cave, we, we move the, that line, we don't have a line in the sand. And if ever in our nation's history, there was a time to draw a line in the sand, it is now, it is this issue. We don't have to agree on all things. I can guarantee abortion isn't going away. Women, persons are still going to be able to get abortions in the United States. All this does is return the lawmaking power back to the states. Sure, you're going to have states like Texas, maybe Florida, these red states that will have stricter abortion laws than places like Washington, California, New York. That's a given. But the constitutionality of Roe v. Wade doesn't hold up and it does need to be overturned. And the GOP needs to get strong on their messaging on why this is a good decision. Talk about the facts. Talk about the the unconstitutionality of Roe v. Wade and why this needs to be returned to the courts. And stand up for these unborn babies. Start talking about, you know, how severe we have gotten with our abortion laws. That we can kill babies after they're born. Start talking about those babies in Washington, D.C. that were, the body parts were found and they were 30-week-old fetuses. A 30-week-old fetus can live outside the mother's body most of the time. They have a very high rate of survival. But you don't hear the GOP talking about these things. You just hear them running scared, scurrying into the corner and figuring out how they're going to change the subject. Well, this is not going to go away. And with this leak, we're now going to have riots. We're going to have protests. It's going to blow up across the country. It's May. It's riot season. We are going to see this be the issue of the summer of 2022. In 2020, it was the summer of love. It was the George Floyd riots. This year, it is Roe v. Wade riots across America. And we cannot back down. We cannot kowtow to the far left anymore. And this is a great opportunity for conservatives and moderate people who just want sane government to look at what's going on on both the right and left and see the extremes on both sides and see the people, especially on the right, who aren't willing to hold their ground, who are willing to concede their position to political pressure. So... I'm going to shift gears a little bit. There's my political rant on this, but we've got some really interesting stuff going on on the left. All of a sudden, starting last night, everybody is a biologist and we're back to women's rights again. It's funny how quickly that happened. Amy Klobuchar tweeted, healthcare decisions should be between a woman and her doctor, not Ted Cruz. Oh, wow. A woman. So... Now we know what women are. How do we define what women are? I just think it's hilarious that these people on the left, they kind of forget their talking points. 
when they get emotionally charged up. And we know that women get pregnant. Everybody knows that. And when people on the left, like Amy Klobuchar, tweet out things like this, it's kind of that gotcha moment. Like, oops, you forgot your talking point and you said woman and you're not a biologist. So we know deep down, these people know the truth that there is man and woman. And in a moment like this, they get so excited. They start typing on their keyboard. They get so excited that they forget persons, pregnant persons. We can't, we can't give up the rights of pregnant persons. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. And then we have Seattle King County Executive Dow Constantine, who tweeted, and this is just great. I am disgusted, yet unsurprised by the deeply troubling revelation of SCOTUS's strategy to overturn Roe v. Wade. Women and families will suffer because of this hateful, misogynist agenda to deprive women of their bodily autonomy. And then he's got hashtag Roe v. Wade, hashtag abortion is healthcare. I believe in and am committed to the right of every woman to make the choice that is best for herself and her family and will never stop fighting to ensue, ensure that abortion and family planning care are available without barriers and unnecessary restrictions in King County and Washington. Oh boy, where do I start with you, Dow? You know, he, like biologist, he's just talking about women here. And then he goes on to assume pronouns where he says best for herself and her family. What if she is a they, them or a zizer? How does he know? I just, it's so just presumptuous. And I, I don't understand how someone in this position could do this. It's very, you know, it's not inclusive. It doesn't go along with our King County guidelines of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Hopefully you get that I'm being extremely sarcastic. But what this is showing us, this huge outrage by people on the left, they're showing their true colors. And I think it is a great, if I was running for office, if I was a candidate, I would be exploiting this like crazy. These people can't stick with their story. You know, is gender, is it fluid? And anyone can get pregnant and have a baby? Or is it just women? All of a sudden, we're talking about women again, and women can get pregnant, and we need to protect women's rights. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm glad to see that we can talk about women again. But this shines a light on all of their stupid, woke garbage and erasing women, because that's really what they're trying to do. One moment they want to erase women. Anybody can be a woman, for crying out loud, and anyone can compete in women's sports, and chest feeders can nurse babies, and we don't even, you know anyone can have a period. So we call people bleeders instead of women having periods. It's so ridiculous. All of this is so ridiculous. And we, right now we've got a spotlight on it. And I feel like candidates and people who are in the spotlight and who have, you know, the microphone, the megaphone, whatever voice you have, you need to be talking about this. You need to be exposing these people and their agenda because they're using their agenda to indoctrinate our children, right? They want to tell our children in school that there really is no such thing as man and woman. You can be whatever you want. But we know that they know that there is such a thing as men and women. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saying this garbage on social media. They wouldn't want to be protecting women's right if you can't define a woman. They know that you can define a woman. They know what a woman is, and they want to protect the right for women to kill babies. And it's time to use this against them. This is our opportunity. 
They have exposed themselves. And if we don't take this opportunity to shine the light on what they're doing to our society, and especially to our children, we will have only ourselves to blame for what happens to our kids and what happens to our country. I was all over Twitter last night because it was just blowing up with right and left stuff on this SCOTUS leak. It's it's really so, I, I find it so shocking and fascinating and really it's just it's just jaw dropping kind of takes your breath away because it's one of those things where you feel like can this did this really happen we can't you know scotus is sort of the sacred institution in the united states and if we don't have that what do we have and this you know people talk about january 6 being an insurrection this is an insurrection what we have had happen that's an insurrection and you won't hear the left call it that and you will hear the left spin this in a very different way. And whoever this leaker is, is a hero to the left when whoever this leaker is should be in jail. But I was looking through uh, Twitter back to that. <laughs> um, and I follow my friend Joe Kent is running for Congress in Washington's third district. And he is very much pro-life and he's very much uh, he's very outspoken about what happened on January 6th and freeing the January 6th prisoners. And he retweeted Nancy Pelosi. She said, if the report is accurate, the Supreme Court is poised to inflict the greatest restrictions of rights in the past 50 years, not just on women, but on all Americans. And Joe says, this drunk just got back from trying to start World War III is now furious she might not be able to murder babies anymore. And I so appreciate people like Joe calling this out, calling it what it is. And he's exactly right. She just got back from Ukraine and meeting with President Zelensky over there. And now she's tweeting about being able to murder babies. And Joe Kent is one of the conservatives who is holding these leftist elites and the party, even on the right, accountable for the atrocious things that they're doing to our country. And I thought his his tweet was on point and we don't have enough people like Joe who are calling it calling a spade a spade. And that's what we need to do right now. So, gosh, it is a time to pray. It is not lost on me that the National Day of Prayer is on Thursday, May 5th. And people all over the country are going to be coming together already. We're coming together. And so this just gives us more to pray about and more power to our prayers. And I know that groups all over the country are gathering collectively to pray over this, to pray for this decision, to pray for these justices, to pray for our country, to pray for these unborn lives. I would just encourage you, if you are a Christian, if you are a person of faith, please be in prayer over this over this leak that truth and justice would prevail we know that light always wins it's not even a fair fight the darkness cannot it doesn't have a chance evil will not be victorious and that light will win this battle and so i encourage you to please be in prayer if you have prayer groups if you have people at church that you pray with if it's just your family if it's just you just be in prayer over this decision and over our country it is important that we not be silent please do not be silent there's one thing i know that i have experienced in my life is that i'm i'm pretty good about taking a stand when i believe something it's really hard to get me to change my opinion if I feel that I am rooted in facts and, I, and I'm strongly convicted of my position, it is 
nearly impossible for someone to get me to change my mind. And what I have learned is that people don't always agree with me, but they at least respect the fact that I'm unwilling to waver and be persuaded if I don't agree with something. I'm unwilling to be swayed by fear and coercion. And I encourage you to take a strong stand because people will respect you for it. They may not agree with you, but at least they will respect you. So let's all stay in prayer over this. And if you have thoughts or opinions on this, I would love to hear what you think. Uh, You can find me at the contact links that I'm going to drop in the show notes, along with a lot of these Twitter links in case you want to go find those for yourself. Some interesting conversations going on there. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, I would appreciate it if you would like it and subscribe and even share it with your friends. That would be helpful in growing our audience and spreading the word with conservatives and people in the middle who just need to hear the truth in America right now. We've got some heavy stuff going on in our world right now, but there's one thing I know for sure, and that is that God is still on the throne and he is very much. Nice.